Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of The Hawk Chronicles. Shot? What? Where? How? We don't have all the details yet. The step is clear and ready for transfer. Copy. Have Agent Hawk forward and prep for transfer. Hawk to Central, ready for transfer. Agent Hawk, this way. Controller is in here. Kate, I'm sorry to hear about Detective Barnes, but we must get to your debriefing. With all due respect, I need to get to the hospital. Now, give me a quick debrief on what you found. (sighs) Jerome Parks is really Manfred Kingman, a physicist from the 40s. Detective Hawk? Yes. I'm Dr. Coe. I'm the neurologist that's part of the surgical team working on your partner. Is he going to make it? That's hard to say. The bullet entered through his skull, damaging the left temporal area, unfortunately destroying his left eye. We have made significant strides in biotechnology. Wait a minute. You're not going to say, we have the technology, we can build him better? In a sense, yes. God! I I can see! This isn't Rochester! No, it isn't, Jim. And now, episode 21. A new era. Kate! What am I looking at right now? Because it sure's not Rochester, Minnesota, which means this sure's not the Mayo Clinic. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Detective Barnes, you've just had serious invasive surgery on your brain. I think it best you recover more before- Before what? And what the Sam Hill are you doing here anyway? Jim- Mr. Pierman is not a warehouse provider. I'm more of a liaison detective. Yeah, from what country? I suppose from yours or ours. I'd say yours, not ours. Or both, actually. Since they're the same, but different. Stop to both of yous! What in God's name is in this IV drip? It's a saline solution of 0.9% and a 5% solution of dextrose. No, I mean happy juice. Drugs. Something that would explain my hallucinations right now. (laughs) Jim, calm down. Mr. Pierman is right. You just had serious brain surgery. Which is going to explain why I can read small print like it's giant letters from all the way across the room? Is that why you put this patch over my... I... What the... This isn't my eye. It's solid. But I can see out of it. Hundreds of times better than before. We told you already that it's bionic. But you need to rest now. Rest? Rest? Kate? You pull back the curtains and show me some fantasy land, some warehouse owner comes in and virtually tells me that I'm now the bionic man. You're as cool as a cucumber about it, and I'm hoping that in a few hours, I'm going to wake up in the real Rochester, in the real Mayo Clinic, with my real eyes. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Kate, what happened to my real eye? You don't remember? Remember what? Detective, you were shot in the head. You lost your eye, and the bullet grazed your temporal tissue. I was shot in the head. I lost my eye and part of my brain. Is that what you're telling me? You don't remember? Would I be asking you if I did remember? This type of memory loss is quite common, Kate. 
His memory may return, or he may never remember. And we may never know who shot him or why he was there. Where? The implant may help. What implant? But that part of the brain deals mostly with word formation and language. I can understand you just fine. That's correct, Kate. But there was a lot of trauma, so it's hard to tell. Hey, you two! I'm right here! Now, there's nothing wrong with my comprehension, so stop talking about me as if I weren't even here. I'm sorry, Jim. You've been out for a while, and I'm sorry. You need to rest. I don't need rest, Kate. I need answers. I was shot. Who? Where? You really don't remember anything? No. The last thing I remember is you were going back to your home for some R&R. I was on an arson case that was a slam dunk. After that... There's nothing. So you closed your case by Friday. Did you go out that night? I don't remember. Did you work the weekend? I don't remember. Did you go straight home? I don't remember. Kate, I don't remember anything. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim, but we will get to the bottom of this. Now you get some rest. You haven't answered my question. Where am I? And don't say the Mayo Clinic, because that's not Minnesota out there. Detective Barnes, it's quite complicated and perhaps a little too stressful given your current condition. Yeah? Well, if you don't tell me, your soon-to-be condition will be very stressful. We are in a parallel universe. What you're looking at is Pierman's universe and its version of Minnesota. He's an alien. But in this case, we're the aliens in his world. You put LSD in my drip, didn't you? When we investigated the stip... The what? Um... I mean the monument. I'll explain that part later, but when I went inside, I met the controller. Pierman? No, I'm the handler. Then who's the controller? The controller's the controller, but you're getting ahead of me. There's more? The controller told me about this parallel universe, and I thought either he or I was nuts. Okay, I'm with you so far on that one. So he opened a portal to Long Wharf, and I saw the fountain, heard the seagulls, smelled the air. Drank the Kool-Aid. I thought it was a trick. Then he boarded. I saw him, I touched him. And I thought I was crazy. I'm still with you on that one, too. But I've seen it, Jim. I've been there. And now so have you. You're right, Kate. I definitely need rest. I'll wake up and it'll all be over. The nurse will give you a little sedative. You're going to need lots of rest. Lots of rest. Yeah. Yeah, rest. Could you also start a drip of Irish ale? I'm gonna need it. <laughs> Aliens. Really. Portals. I look a little gray in man. I knew exactly what Jim was thinking and feeling. They're the same thoughts and feelings I had when I went into the stiff for the first time. Either it's real or I'm crazy. I was really hoping that Jim would be able to tell me who shot him, or at least where he was going. Even though the investigation was now in the hands of another section, I wasn't going to be sitting this one out. Pierman took me back to Martin State and I made my way back to the office early on Wednesday morning. Hey, uh, Detective Hawk, any news on Bonzi? They did surgery on him at the Mayo. As far as I know, he came through okay. It's just a matter of time now to see if there are any neurological effects. Like his speech pattern? Yeah. <laughs> his Boston accent was bad enough. People are always busting my chops about my Brooklyn accent. Although, I don't think I have it anymore. I mean, you pretty much lost your Baltimore accent. Well, a lot of traveling took care of that. But if I hang around here too much, you know, it'll come back on. If you get word to him, tell him we're all pulling for him. I will. Detective, a word in my office, please. Oh. 
Close the door. What's the latest on Detective Barnes? As far as I know, Captain, he's doing as well as can be expected. He came out of surgery, but it's really too early to tell if there's any permanent damage. The hospital has me as a point of contact, since he's got no family, really. You know, we have to make a tough choice. Detective Barnes is near retirement age, and given the severity of his injury, he's going to be retired. Captain McCall, with all due respect, we can't do that. This force is Jim's life. Take this away, and you take away the only family he's got left. Detective Hawk, I understand your concern, but do you think he'll be happy riding a desk and pushing a pencil all day? We can't put him back out in the field again, especially not knowing the long-term effects of his injuries. He's being retired, with full benefits. I understand, Captain. I'm just not sure Detective Barnes will. He'll have to deal with it. It's for the best. Now, I understand you'll be able to assist Baltimore County in his shooting investigation. As important as it is to all of us, your main responsibilities remain with the SIS. Should any arson case or special assistance requirement to the DA arise, they get top priority. Understood? Understood. That'll be all, Detective. Leave the door open when you leave. Yes, ma'am. Kate. Angela. I didn't expect to see you here. I was going to come over to County and see you. Do you have any leads yet? Detective Drew and I have been going over what little evidence we have. We were wondering if you had any insight as to what he was working on. Did he ever regain consciousness when you were at the hospital? No. Listen, I've been so wrapped up in his condition, I know nothing about the circumstances. What can you tell me? It was a single shot, long-range rifle. Forensics indicates that the bullet had lost a lot of velocity, so they estimated that it was a long shot. At that range, we're probably looking for someone with sniper skills, no definite caliber. We're still searching for the bullet. Where did it happen? Can you think of any reason why Jim was going to Middle River? He was found on Maryland 700, just past Cedar Drive in Kelso. Oh, no. What is it? What does it mean to you? He had to have been headed for Martin State Airport. Where we keep our choppers? There's an overflow warehouse there. He was probably headed to that warehouse to look at evidence from a recent case of ours. Look, I'll send you over everything we have on this case. I'm sure that's what he was following up on. We pretty much closed the case, but you know, Barnes, all of the T's weren't crossed or the I's dotted. Okay. Let us know if you think of anything else. I sure will. And Angela, thanks for keeping me in the loop. Pierman, I just talked to Detective Garcia from Baltimore County. She's working on Jim's shooting. It appears that Jim was headed out to your location. Why do you think he would be coming here? I thought your department closed out that case once Homeland got involved. Jim couldn't let it go. He felt there was much more to it. Has he had any recollections yet? No, the implant we placed in his temporal region may be causing some of this, but even under normal circumstances, some memory loss is to be expected. But what is it about the case that he can't let go of? He must have been convinced that there was more to it than an elaborate prank. He was sure that it was a dry run for a terrorist plot. When Parks disappeared, that cemented it for him. I knew he wouldn't just let it go. I was hoping Parks' capture would put an end to it. Well, perhaps it would have, had we caught him in time. But what would he hope to gain to come here and look at the stip again? He never bought the idea there was no conclusive forensic evidence. He may have been coming out to conduct his own analysis. Maybe just ease his mind. He kept talking about the other door inside. And why it was there, what it was hiding. He'll soon learn of all that. But the fact that he was shot while coming here to see the stip can mean 
mean only one thing. We've got another player on the loose. Who is the mysterious shooter? Does the other side have another player? Or is it one of ours going rogue? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, The Player. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. Will our hero save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there.